0: And welcome to the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials Podcast. This podcast will be focusing on looking into biblical standards of worship and how it applies to us as the body of Christ, as well as talking about issues involving worship in today's church. I'm your host, Brian Foster. Let's talk some worship. again, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials podcast. And today, we're going to be taking a look at uh, some of the practices of worship. You know, there's uh, different styles. There's different things that we need to take a look at as far as the practices of worship. And we'll delve into that in just a few moments. But uh, as been the custom, I would like to open up with a... Uh, a, a, a scripture passage and then we'll go into a time of prayer today's scripture passage is found in psalms chapter 101 and verse 1 and it reads i will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee o lord will i sing now in this verse david ignored any human audience and put his full and complete attention on god this verse shows david's complete focus Toward his Creator. He may have had his eyes closed as he recited this song, or he may have been looking heavenward. One thing is for sure David was not looking at anyone else. He was intentionally talking or singing to God and to God alone. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the Opportunity, Lord, to, uh, to talk about you and to talk about worship. And Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would meet with us right now. Father, that you would give me the words to speak. And Father, I pray, Lord, that those who hear it will take the words, and take your uh, scriptures, Father, and place them in inside their hearts, and Lord, uh, help them to apply it to their everyday walk with you. And Father, I just praise you and I thank you for how you're going to work and bless during our time together today, and it's in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ I pray, amen. On today's podcast, I want to take a look at the practices of worship. Now, depending on the religion you are involved with, your worship may differ from others. Muslims work or worship differently than Buddhists and Buddhists worship differently than Hindus. For Christians, there are two types of worship that we involve ourselves with. The first type is called personal worship. Now there, you can break this down again into two ways of personal worship. Number one, worship in solitude. Now, what this basically means is to be alone with God and to seek Him and to commune with Him. We seek to hear God's voice as we pray and we read His Word. Now, this is worship that needs to be an everyday occurrence. I know when I go to work uh, of a morning... I usually start off with some praise music, uh, whether that is some good old Southern Gospel or whether that is some Chris Tomlin or some Phil Hickens, uh, uh, Hickerson. Uh, I'd usually just get my praise on first and foremost. And then before I get to work, I have a time of prayer. And the, the burdens of my heart, I just lift up to God uh, and ask for his guidance for the day. And uh, just meet with him uh, and 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 try to get myself prepared for the day ahead, because, you know, if you like most of us around when you when you go to work, uh, you have that little bit of dread because you're like, oh, well, you know, I try not to have that now there are times I have bad days at work like we all do, but usually just by having that time alone with God in, in, in my car, uh, or in my truck and, and just talking to him, like I'm talking to you right now really prepares me for the day. And uh, it helps me, uh, set myself and prepare myself for whatever may come. Cause I know he's under control. He's guided under control and he's going to direct my day. So that's, how I start my day, and I, and I hope and trust that many of you do that as well. Now, the other part of personal worship is called lifestyle worship. When you act justly, care for those in need, love and share kindness with others, and keep in step with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you live a life of worship. Now, my mentor Kenny Lamb puts it this way. Personal worship is a prerequisite to corporate worship you should come worshiping to church and not to church to worship so basically what he's saying here is you need to begin at home get yourself prepared you know a lot of people and and i was the same way for a long long time a lot of people will come to church to worship They think that that is the only place that worship is allowed is inside the walls of a church. Well, I hate to break it to you because I found this out many years ago. We are the church. Every person that comes in makes up the church. It's not the walls, and it's not the the carpet or the pews or the pulpit or anything like that. It's us. We make up the church. So... If you are the church, worship is supposed to be happening inside of you each and every day since we are the church, okay? We are the body of Christ. And every day we need to be in a mode of worship. And you remember the last time we spoke, there's many forms to, to worship. There's praying, there's reading the Bible. Uh there's Passing out tracts, there's singing, there's praising. So many ways that you can start off with worship each and every day, but it begins inside each and every one of us. Now, I remember not too long ago. Uh, uh me and my wife uh traveled up to pastor jason dowdell's church and that's uh church street baptist church in greensboro and we got the chance to hear brother ct towson preach and they were doing a camp meeting up there and so we went that night to brother ct uh preached and he brought about this story and i um, remembered bits and pieces of it, but I'm going to try to get it uh, as close to what he said as possible. But he remembers uh, uh, th- back when he was growing up that uh, there was this uh, saint of God uh, who would come in, always smiling, always praising, uh, always having joy in her heart whenever she come through the church doors. And one day she was asked, uh, as uh, Brother CT put it, why are you always so happy? And she said, well, because I come to church with Jesus, I don't come to church to meet Jesus. And that really made an impact on on me in this situation because that's what we should be all about every day we should be walking with jesus and we'll we need to have him by our sides and we need to commune with him uh and and and, and to have him with us each and every day of our lives not just to go to church to meet him uh like you would the pastor you know a lot of. Pastors are unseen from Sunday to Sunday, uh, not in this case and not in our case down here at Faith Baptist Church, of course. But in some churches, you may not see the pastor from one Sunday to the next. But with Jesus, we need to have him every day of the week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so that can apply the same to worship. We don't we need to come to church worshiping. We don't need to come to church to worship. And that's what uh, Brother Kenny was trying to put over when he made that statement, that everything that happens needs to start with us. Personal worship leads into corporate worship. That brings me into the next uh, phase of worship, and that is the corporate or gathered worship. Martin Luther once said, Together with God's people in united adoration of the Father is as necessary to the Christian life as prayer. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Have you ever heard anyone say, I can worship God anywhere I choose? Now that may be true. But the Bible says we are to gather together to encourage and to support one another, as well as to come together and praise and worship of an almighty God. Coming together helps us combat what Satan deals uh, in us every day. So think about it like this. If you were building a house, okay, you would need basic materials. You would need nails, hammers, wood, wood. Uh, to, to, to build the frames and several other components that that you may need, screwdrivers, of course. Um, now just imagine if you had a crew together and you went to build this house, and everyone had their tool except you. In other words, why bring nails if you didn't bring the hammer? Why bring A screwdriver, if you're not going to bring the screws, that sort of thing. Well, you can think about it in the same vein as what I I just brought out in this context. The thing that makes worship effective is if everyone comes in out of their own time of personal worship and brings it together in the collective, in the congregation or a corporate setting, as, as we say, and brings it all together. Now imagine if everyone brought the tool to the construction site. You could go ahead and get started to work and build that house in a pretty good amount of time, right? Because everyone would have the tools and everyone would understand what their job is. The same thing could be applied to the church today. If everyone had the spirit of worship and began their worship on a personal level and brought it to a corporate or a gathered level, can you imagine the types of worship services that you could have each and every week and not just on special occasions, so to speak? Everyone needs to take their time to realize how important personal worship is to each and every one. I know as a worship leader, I could not effectively lead my congregation unless I had that personal time of worship with the Lord. Um, I'd have to, I need to prepare myself. I need to get in his word. I need to pray. I need to be on my knees asking him for guidance and wisdom because I know under my own flesh, I could not do anything. I would not be able to do this podcast without his help and without his guidance, giving me direction in what I need to, to, to say and how I need to say it. So, Think about it in that mindset, if you begin a personal time of worship, and you brought that to church, man, what worship services we could have in every church across our nation. Now, let's take a look at the different context of worship, which Christians can participate in, okay? So, the different context of worship, of course, again, we're going to talk about private worship to begin with. That allows us to focus on God and prepare to worship with other believers, Now, some of the examples of this, of course, is praying in your prayer closet, reading the Bible, keeping a spiritual journal, uh, singing while working or driving, and taking a nature walk among other things. Okay, So there's different ways that you personally can prepare yourself. And a lot of the times when I contact our church uh, through one call, I always try to remind them, hey, I hope you are read up, prayed up, and fired up for what God has in store for us when we finally meet together. And so that takes a personal time of worship, staying in prayer and preparing yourself for what God has in store for you and your other believers when you come together. Now, the the second context is called small group worship. Small group worship is intended to deepen interpersonal relationships within the group encouraging one another to become more Christ-like through discipleship, and holding one another accountable. Now, some examples of this is a small group comes together to study the Bible, uh, sing and pray, co-workers gather for devotions before work begins, or family gathers for devotions at home. Not too long ago, we had an opportunity here at faith baptist church to gather into home in the home of one of our congregants uh who's had a lot of health issues and has been unable uh to come to church because of those issues so uh the pastor prayed about it and we uh, uh got a small group together uh with the other pastors and uh, some of our family members and we held a church service there in their home and let me tell you the the Holy Spirit was so sweet in the midst of that small group. To be in a small group like that and to be that intimate around the throne of God, where there was singing, there was praising. Uh, one of the pastors, Pastor Joe, brought an excellent message of, of for that, and and just everything seemed to work in conjunction with what the Holy Spirit was directing us to do. And I believe God was exalted through that, and we were edified through. Our actions and and through our worship, uh, doing that small group setting at that at that um, congreg- a congregant's home. So having those small groups like that, and again another small group could be choir time. One of the things I've tried to work on and and that God showed me um, here not too long ago when I went to the worship leaders conference is that I need to take more time to disciple my choir to give a little bit of a nugget and to help them to understand better why they are ministering the way they are, why they sing in a choir. It's just not to have something to do. Uh, It is a ministry. Each one of them, even in every choir, each individual is an individual minister coming together to lead others to the throne of grace each and every week. And so hopefully by that nugget, and 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 trying to to disciple them and to pour into them is going to help them be more effective each and every week uh, when they stand up in front of the congregation so small group worship can be very effective uh when you put it together with the rest of them now, speaking of the rest of them here 's the third one of course it's congregational worship. Congregational worship is a regular routine together with others to respond to all God has revealed of himself, to worship him for who he is and what he has done. And, of course, I'm talking about the gathering of the church on a weekly basis. Folks, this is our practice time for what we're going to be doing in eternity. We're going to be gathered around the throne of God And we're going to be praising him. We're going to be singing to him. We are going to be worshiping him throughout eternity because of what he has done in our lives. Now you think he's already got angels encircling him even right now singing holy, holy, holy. Worthy is the creator of all things. Now we get to be a part of that and throughout it and there's no time in heaven okay uh there's no 24 hour clock and we take a break here and there okay it, this is going to be continual and constant okay that we're going to be working we're going to be doing other things yes and that's for uh the uh, for pastor chad to talk about on the ministry focused podcast at some other point but Part of what we're going to be doing in heaven is worshiping an almighty God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, throughout eternity for saving our wretched souls. So this is a practice for what we're going to be doing, coming together as the body of Christ in worship of an almighty God. And so we need to take advantage of that each and every week, whenever the church doors open, to come together to uh, edify one another, to exalt the King of kings and the Lord of lords and to come together uh, as the body. Because look, nowadays folks, if you're not keeping up with what's going on around the world and not realizing how prophecy is jumping off the pages of the Bible and how we really need to start getting serious about when the rapture is going to take place and our, uh, our, eternity where we're going to spend eternity um you, you need to do a checkup okay you need to check on yourself and you need to start really focusing on what's coming up you know the bible says you know we're to keep looking up for our redemption draw of nigh and we need to be in constant preparedness for when that e- when that trumpet sounds and we get called home nothing would take us by surprise We'll know exactly what to do. We'll know exactly when to do it. Now, the last part of, of this is called festival worship. Now, festival worship is to encourage personal worship, which is worship in solitude and lifestyle worship. Okay? So, examples of festival worship. This is a larger, in, in, in other words, this is a larger gather, a gathering of believers. Okay? Uh, in a festival setting or a, fest- a festive setting setting. Some of the examples is something like what we just uh, had uh, a couple of weeks ago in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is the National Quartet Convention. Uh, also the, the 40 days and the 40 nights at the Ark Encounter in, in Kentucky. And here locally in the Sand Hills uh, in uh, about every June now for the past two years at least, we have uh, what we call Unity Fest. That's when a bunch of churches get together, and they have uh, guest speakers come out, and they have uh, special um, groups and artists that will come out, gospel artists uh, that will come out and sing and lead in worship. So those are some of the examples of festival worship. Now, what I want you to do, and what we need to be careful of, is we need to note that there is that congregational worship and festival worship have very distinct, different, uh, differing purposes. Festival worship may be focused on a particular group or genre of gospel music, whereas congregational worship unites and facilitates corporate expressions of worship among a diverse group of people, such as multi-generational, multi generational, multi ethnic, and etc. So, in other words, just like with Unity Fest, uh, that's more geared to those on the contemporary side uh, of of gospel music okay it, they do have some southern gospel artists do not get me wrong but the the they more concentrate on the contemporary side of, of gospel music just as the national quartet convention concentrates more on the southern gospel side of music so in festivals it's more focused on a particular genre but in congregational, is supposed to be uniting. Uh, the, there's supposed to be a uniting spirit of worship that covers ages, that covers races. It covers everything, and so we you need to understand that that uh, you you may have a worship service from time to time. If everyone has been prayed up and read up and fired up, and you may have one of those Holy Ghost Encounter worship services uh, in, in, in your church, and that is wonderful, and I hope many of you have experienced that. But it's not a festival worship, okay? That's congregational worship. So we need to understand the differences between the two. Each context of worship strengthens the participants' worship in the other three. Okay, the way I look at it, and the way I just listed it, should be the way you should approach it uh, on a daily basis. You have your 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 personal worship. Uh, if you have small group worship, that is fantastic. If you don't, uh, maybe you need to look to to get linked in or hooked up in, in small group worship. Then congregational, and then festival. Each one works in a conjunction with the other. Uh, so. Any chance that you get to worship in these particular contexts, take full advantage of it, and, and don't let something slip by you that God may have a blessing for you and you miss it. Okay. Now, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21, the Word of God says, This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. In other words, God is telling us that he created us to worship him. Each context of worship we experience here on earth ultimately prepares us for the worship that we will do around God's throne in heaven one day. A preacher friend of mine once said, if you don't like shouting in church, tell Jesus not to build your mansion next to mine because I'm going to be shouting and praising him for all eternity. And if you ever met that brother, you would know exactly what he means by that because he does not care if the spirit is moving. He's going to shout His praises, and even if the Spirit ain't moving, He's going to shout His praises. Uh, He's just that passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ as we all should be. Take advantage of the opportunities we have now to worship our Lord and become stronger worshipers. As I said, every opportunity that you get to worship, take advantage of it. Now, I know circumstances in life happen, and sometimes you just can't. But you can have that five minutes, ten minutes of personal worship each and every day. I know most of you can afford that, whether it's when you first wake up of the morning or right before you go to bed in the evening. You have that time to read the scripture, pray, sing a song. Giving God praise for what he did for you or what he's going to do for you during that day. Or what he did for you for that day. But we were all created to worship. Like I said before in an earlier podcast. He doesn't need our worship. But we get to worship him. We get the opportunity to praise him. And to tell him how much we love him. And appreciate him for all he's done for us. Now speaking of becoming stronger worshipers. On the next podcast I'm going to be talking about or looking at the difference between what is a worshiper and what's a worshiper. You heard me right. What's a worshiper? I'll explain more next week on the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials podcast. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time today. Until next time, keep a song in your heart and keep Jesus in the center. So long for now.